Hi everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to The Witching Hour. I have a beautiful guest for you today. I have Diotima Mantinea, the author of this new book, Aries Witch. It's really great. She's really great. She's going to talk all sorts of wonderful things about astrology, giving me better understanding than I've ever had. But before I bring her on, where's Patty? Yep because if I don't tell you, I have no idea. If you are watching or listening to this, the week we first drop, which is the week of Monday, July 17th, 2023, happy new moon. Happy new moon. It's a beautiful, it's a time to restart things. Like today is a day, it's like, I'm gonna release this. I'm gonna go inside. I'm gonna look at stuff. And now I'm gonna start adding into my life. So happy new moon. Um, if you are looking to where I am, I am home. I'm home. I don't know how we did yet because I'm taping this a little early, but yesterday my little willow ran to be the fastest wiener in the West. I don't know if she won or not, but even if she didn't win, even if she totally went the wrong way, which she's been doing at practice runs, she's still the winner in my book. Um, so I am in town. So if you are here, Tuesday, I am teaching a class on mirror magic right here, University Magicus. Mirrors are magic. Everybody sees them. You talk about them in Haunted House. They're used in magic. They're very, very powerful tools. So I'm teaching that class on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday, where are you going to be Wednesday? Witches Movie Coven. That's turning into one of the highlights of my week when Heather and Jason and Courtney and Richard Leal and myself talk about witches in movies. We never agree. It's always fabulous. And we want your opinion too, because it is live. You guys get to be right there in the chat room going, wands up, wands down. You're crazy, Richard Leal. You don't know what you're talking about because we never agree and it's really, really fun. So if you haven't checked it out yet, it is live on my YouTube. It is live on most of my social media. I've been putting it up and then you could catch it later on the YouTube, which is Movie Coven every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, throw on some merch, throw on a Witches Movie Coven shirt. And underneath that, I'm sure you have Patty's Power Panties, Spell Panties, or Spell Crafting Shirt. You could do all sorts of mugs and t-shirts. So not a big pitch today, but it's fun. <laughs> Patty's Power Panties, Spell Casting, MysteryControl.com. And now you're going to be able to buy not only Witch's Movie Coven, not only Patty's Spellcaster Line, not only Patty Power Panties. You could buy things from Scared and Alone. And now... They're going to be our official place for University Magicus merchandise. So if you want to show you are a proud student of Magic U or University Magicus, it's all going to be at mysterycontrol.com. Um, other than that, I am here. I'm traveling. I am not traveling again until August. In August, I'm going to be, and I hope you join me in New Orleans at Hexfest. It's this big three-day Everybody goes there. I'm teaching three different workshops. I'm leading a panel. We're doing dragon magic and practical magic and spell casting. And I, I, I'm going to be speechless. Well, except for when I'm teaching because so many amazing people. Just go to hexfest.com, Christian Day. It's a beautiful, really witchy event. And then later in the month, I'm going to be at Michigan Paracon, which is one of my absolute favorite Paracons. We're way up in Sault Ste. Marie 
again, all the paranormal folks go. It's a beautiful, huge, it's one of the big paracons, but the nicest people you will ever met. And then I've just added something. Indeed, I have. I'm really proud to say that I'm going to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico, September 21 through 24. A beautiful woman I met named Michelle at Resonant Essentials. It's a beautiful metaphysical healing center. They're actually a nonprofit to help people in spiritual businesses because spiritual people aren't always good business people. So it's a win-win. I'm going to be doing all sorts of workshops and seances and private lessons. So check out Resonant Essentials. And if you're in or want to be in the Albuquerque area, come on down. And then I'm heading to Massachusetts for Massachusetts Paracon with Sam Baltrusis and all sorts of fun East Coast folks. So, and then I'm just hop on my broom and September, October, November, December, I'm pretty much gone almost every week of the year. So if you can't keep up with it, cause I can't go to my website, pattynegri.com and sign up for my newsletter. I send out maybe once a month, here's where I am. Watch me on TV here. I do have a new ghost adventures coming up really soon. It's a spooky one. Um, I've also, well, Go to sign up for my newsletter and you can get it. I promise I will never bombard you with stuff. Ghost Adventures is now on Discovery. If you've been looking for it on Travel Channel, we moved. We moved. It is still on Discovery Plus. It is also now on Max. And the main channel, when you watch it at regular times, like the old-fashioned way, it's on Discovery. So it's really exciting. And the new season is in full swing. And you will see me there soon. Um, so pattynegri.com, sign up. And from there, you can get to all my Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and now threads. Yes, threads. Ha! Help me! <laughs> but please like, follow, do all those things that we have to do. And um, enjoy life. That's it. That's it. That is all that I am doing and, uh, oh, 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 if you are in LA, one last bit on this Sunday, it's Babylon. All you vampire types, we're having Babylon right here at a private club in Hollywood. Go to EndlessNight.com. Talk to my partner, friend, and buddy, Sebastian, Father Sebastian. This is one of our, it's not the big ball like we do in February or we'll be doing next in um, New Orleans. We take over New Orleans for like five days. But this is Babylon. It's one of the small balls. It's really fun. Um, so maybe I'll see you there too. Endlessnight.com. Anyway, that's where I am. <sighs> hey, everybody. Guess what time it is? Yep. It's the Willow Report. Now, I wish I could tell you that Willow is the fastest weeder in the West. Or she's still wrong way Willow. But I don't know. The big race was this past weekend and we're just taping this a couple days early. So it's a mystery. And I'm not that good of a psychic to figure out which way this girl's gonna go. Nobody is. But I do wanna talk about what a great week this has been. Preparation for the big Wiener Schnitzel Wiener Nationals at Los Alamitos race course. We have been doing things like practicing in the backyard. We just yesterday before taping went all the way down to Los Alamitos race course and Willow got to meet about 30, 40 other wiener dogs and they got to practice together and she went the wrong way a lot. <laughs> and she went the right way at least two times. She's a contender. 
but she is such a good girl. She is such a good baby. She loves other dogs. She loves other people. And she's going to go to sleep on my chest right now. She had a big day yesterday and we have to get up really eerily for like TV promos and stuff. This week she has to get up <laughs> crazy, like five o'clock to be on Telemundo at 5.30 a.m. kind of stuff. Okay, check out, you could see her on KTLA and ABC and the Orange County Register and all sorts of news and things with Willow going the right or wrong direction. But so whether she won the big race yesterday or completely went the wrong way, she's a winner. She's my winner, she's my wiener. Always the right baby. So remember to stimulate your babies, cats, dogs, whatever it is. We've actually been taking our Gracie in, in a little bubble backpack with us on walks because she's an indoor cat and she needs some more stimulation. So Carrie, Willow, Gracie, and I go for daily walks. But she's like hypnotized. This is funny. So anyway, the Willow Report is what a perfect little girl she is in public, in places that she's never been before. Because at home, she's queen of the world. Like your dog, your host knows what they are. All of a sudden, you take them out of their comfort zone and like, oh, I have to be very special. So she's very special. She's a winner. She's a wiener. But is she the fastest wiener in the West? I'll let you know next week. Bye. Okay, for this week's magic lesson, we're going to talk positive magic, which is all about thought process and perspective. We don't need a candle. We don't need any herbs. We don't need a floating candle. We just need our headset on this. Um, times have been crazy. We know that. And everybody's still in a lot of fear and confusion and uncertainty in their lives. So you hear people, you even see people posting on social media about like, oh, this is bad and this is bad and this planet is bad and this is, we're feeding that. You guys know the thing about manifestation. You know the thing about positive thinking. Well, we make such a big deal about it because it's true. It's 100% really, really true. I always talk that mind, body, spirit. We will never surpass what we think, our mind. If you don't think you could do something, you're probably not going to do it. If you think you could do almost anything, you're the people who can. So we have to get the right headset. And that's where this starts. Mind, body, then we have to take action. Then you're going to stir those herbs or whatever. And the spirit is the magic behind it. The faith, the spell working, the herbs itself. But we've got to have the headset because we seem to put much more importance on what isn't working than what is working. You get to your next friend, it's like, and this, and this, and like, no, and this is good, and this is good, and this is good. Everybody's heard about the, you know, the glass half empty, glass half full. Here's your glass. Is your glass half empty? Is your glass half full? Be the glass half full. But way better than that. My favorite story, and you've probably heard that, or if you haven't, you should. And even if you have, you should again, because I have to tell myself all the time. It's the story of the two wolves at the door. I think it's Native American. I wish I knew more the the the, the history of it, but it's it's to me it's brilliant. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this story and listen again if you know it. Everybody, you have two wolves at your door. Everybody has two wolves. One wolf is everything good in your life. You're alive. You're on. Have you everything good, real, imagined, or perceived? 
you're alive, you maybe have a job, you have a home, you have friends, you have family. Everything good is in this one wolf. In the other wolf is everything not good in your life, everything bad, real or perceived. You don't have a good enough house. You don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. You do everything real or perceived. There's two wolves standing outside your door right now, but you only get to keep one. You only get to keep one. Which wolf lives? Which wolf lives? Now, if you know it, you just in. But if you don't know it, a lot of people go, oh, the bad wolf. Or they go, the good wolf with hope and doubt. No, I'll tell you what wolf lives. The wolf you feed. Ever fed a stray cat? Ever fed a stray cat? You feed it, it comes back. You stop feeding it, it goes away. So think about that next time you're at home. Feed the good wolf. The wolf you feed gets a pretty coat and gets strong and healthy and it comes and lives with you. The wolf you don't feed goes away. So my personal issue is time. I overbook myself by a moment by moment basis. So I will catch myself going, oh my God, I don't have time for this and 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 I'm feeding the bad wolf right now. I'm feeding the bad wolf. I do have time to do this. And I focus on this and I get that done and I get that done usually with such speed and accuracy and focus. Then I get the other thing done. And then I might even get the other thing done. So look in your life, feed the good wolf. It'll get strong and happy. It's much easier and funner than glass half empty and glass half full. We are what we create in our head. You guys, perception is everything. Life is what we make it. Start every day fresh and uh, be the good wolf. I have some very beautiful astrological magic for you today. I have my new friend who we're going to get to know together. I have Diotina Mantinea, and she is the author of a new beautiful book, Aries Witch, and I have one for all the other signs. Um, she is a witch. She is an author. She has all sorts of wonderful things, but let me bring her right on. Thank you, Diotina. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm very glad to be here, Patty. Yay. Oops. Thank you for having me. Um, it's an honor. I just got your book. It is adorable. And I know that you have these for all the different signs. I am not an astrologer. I'm like a moon girl. But as soon as you put planets in, it turns into math for me. Um, <laughs> so tell everybody a little bit, since you are a professional astrologer, how mm -hmm. astrology, not just what it is, but how it affects us in our practice, in our craft, in our work as, as witches and practitioners. Well, I think that that when we finally kind of start really figuring out how the universe works, we'll realize that it is made up of patterns. And I think that the patterns of the planets are reflected in here in our life on Earth. I don't believe that, for instance, the planets send out these magical rays that hit us here on Earth and make us do things. But, um, but I do believe that we can read the patterns of the planets and we can see how they are reflected in our life here on Earth. Now, I've been studying astrology. I began studying astrology back in 1969. So I've been doing this for a long time and I'm pretty confident that despite all of the skepticism around astrology, it works. 
and it works very well. And I think that the, the, the concept of, of seeing astrology as reading patterns helps explain why there are so many different styles or traditions of astrology, all of which seem to work very well if the astrologer is any good. Uh, because we're all reading patterns, but in a different way, like in a, in a uh, tartan or something. You could follow the red thread, maybe you could follow the blue thread. It all makes up part of the patterns. And so I find that astrology is, is very, very helpful for people <clears throat> in getting to know themselves, coming to understand some of the uh, cosmic weather that's coming their way. And also we can, there's a branch of astrology uh, called mundane astrology, where we can look out in the world. And for instance, um, all of the astrologers were looking at 2020 many years ago going, oh man, this is going to be bad. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> you know, and when we said, mm-hmm. So in fact, a couple of astrologers actually came right out and said pandemic. And I was thinking it, but I would not, I would not come out and say it because, you know, people think that and they get really, really scared. When Evo Dominguez, who is the co-author of, of Aries Witch with me and is the anchor author for the series, I'm the co-author for Aries Witch, and there are other authors of that sign for the other books. Me, I'm an Aries. You're, that was my yeah. question. <laughs> I'm an Aries. So when Evo called me and said, would you like to co-author this book with me? I was really excited because Evo and I are both professional astrologers. I've known him for well over 30 years. We have the same outlook on astrology. And we both have this very strong feeling that astrology can, can be even though it's a it's the study of a lifetime, I still take classes. You know, I, I someone's giving a class on how the North Node does this, that, or the other thing, and I'm like, I'm there. But um, but really, it can be simplified in a way that can be helpful to people without having to go through all of the math and all. I mean. There is a learning curve. There's no question. There's some things that you have to learn, but that's what Aries Witch and the whole Sun Sign series is all about. It's about learning just enough astrology for magic. And I, I think because magic draws on natural patterns in the universe, that if we can understand how to weave our magic better with those patterns, it's the astrology can strengthen our magic. Now, most witches will use um, at least some astrology because they look at the phase of the moon. They go, "Oh, wow! The moon is, uh, you know, the moon is waxing, and so therefore this is a great time to do some uh, magic to attract someone or to attract something to me." Or the moon is waning. This is a good time to cut ties or to get rid of something in my life that I don't want. That's that's astrology. That's really. That's a I, that is, sure. Then I'm an astrologer because <laughs> I do every. If I'm moon, I oh waxing waning exactly what you said. Full moon. What we're gonna do? New moon. Go inside. But right. I always have, that that's the moon. That's not planets. But I okay then. Well, I, but I, what I, if you knew, Patty? What if you knew what sign the moon is in? And what effect that might have on your magic. For instance, if you were doing a spell that needed a lot of fire, mm -hmm. and um, maybe 
a spell for um, to to get moving with some travel that you wanted to do. Well, that's Sagittarius. Sagittarius is all about fire is a fire sign and it's all about travel. There are three fire signs and you could if if you wanted to do some good travel magic to um, to pull in some some travel that you wanted to do in the future, knowing that the that the waxing moon was not just waxing, but in Sagittarius could strengthen your magic. And of course, there are other planets as well that you can learn, but really all you need to learn to get started in astrology is the planets, the signs, and then eventually the houses. But really, if you can just start with the planets and the signs, you have a whole new um, cauldron of energy to draw from when you when you do magic if you can if you can do your magic in tune in harmony with the the planetary placements the the current planetary placements so that's what this book sort of does because it's got everything yep. from recipes and correspondences and the all the the signs within it so actual now, spells okay, a spell it's it's really beautiful i i've, I've got to get me a libra one too oh <laughs> you do yeah uh, but okay so so say again i am the novice astrologer when anything past moon say okay i want that travel spell so i want one of these fire signs do i have to wait to that month or is it hours of the day you know the moon goes through all of the signs in a month now in that month, only certain sign it's only going to go through certain signs while it's waxing. And then only through certain signs while it's waning. So you might have to wait a little while to get it absolutely perfect. But um, you know that that depends on on how much weight you give to waxing or waning moons. Some people give a lot of weight to it, some people don't. But it's really it, you know, it. It's not hard to learn the basics, the signs and the houses. And the signs are simply, I mean, this is astronomy. You don't have to know the astronomy, but it is a, a, an, an astrology chart is an accurate two-dimensional map of the sky at a given place and time. So for instance, I can take my uh, I, I have this wonderful little piece of software called Ephemeris on my tablet, and I can and it has this thing called Sky Now, and it will and if you set it with your location, I can hit Sky Now and it shows me exactly where um, all the planets are in the sky right now. So if I want to see Jupiter rising, and it it happens to be one of those times of the year when Jupiter is rising at night. I can just pull that up and go, oh, Jupiter should be, yep, right about there. There it is. So it's, um, <clears throat> it, you know, it can be very helpful in that way. But astrology can also be extremely helpful to witches in a way that, um, that, that's a little more subtle. I think we all know after we work magic for a while that it is not just about getting the spells right, getting the words right, getting the right incense, getting the right candles. Most of magic is really in here, in here, and in here. Yep. And so getting to know yourself better 
is an important part of magic, getting to know your own thought processes better, getting to know why, for instance, um, I, you, you feel certain ways or you think in certain ways or certain things work better for you. For instance, for me, I have a lot of fire in my chart and I talk about this in, in Aries Witch. And of course, um, fire is, is my, one of my favorite forms of magic. I almost burned my house down once, but, <laughs> and I talk about that in the book too. But um, but I I know that I almost need to have fire in my magic, or it just it just doesn't work as well for me. But someone who is, um, for instance, a Gemini. They need to have air because Gemini is an air sign. They need to have air in their in their magic. And so they like, you know, they may have incense. They may want to communicate. They may want to write things down. And that's another thing about learning astrology is if you almost all witches, I would say, are familiar with the elements, the, the four elements, you know, air, fire, water, and earth. Each one of the signs has um, an associated element and there are since there are 12 signs and four elements you can assume that there are in fact three of each of the elements in the zodiac um so we have three fire signs three earth signs three air signs and three water signs and even just learning that little bit of astrology can be of of help to your magic because if you're doing something that, for instance, a spell where you want to communicate something to people, you're doing a spell to have your um, PhD thesis well, well accepted, for instance, or something like that, then you would want to bring in uh, the planet Mercury because Mercury is all about communication. But you'd want to also think about the sign of Gemini because Gemini is all about, uh, it's an air sign, it's all about communication. And if you can't get Gemini in there somehow, you may find that, that you wanna get Libra or Aquarius in there because they are, uh, they are air signs as well. And you can learn, it's not like you have to sit down and say, all right, now I'm gonna learn astrology and study like, you know, like you're learning organic chemistry. <laughs> Um, you can, can learn it bit by bit and every single small bit will help you understand a little more about the, the patterns that are being woven that you can, the energy that you can draw on from the cosmos to empower your magic. Okay, that's beautiful. And I like that you brought in the elements because everything I do is elemental over and my magic is pure elemental over deity driven or anything else. Uh huh. So say I'm doing my thesis, like you said, and I want to bring, oh, so I need to bring in some air science. What does that mean? I would certain herbs that would work for that. Yes, that, that would be part of it. And mm -hmm. colors. Certain colors that are associated with Gemini. Um, and uh, and also with um, you might want to bring in some things that are associated with the sign Sagittarius and the planet Jupiter, which rules higher education. So yes, there are certain herbs and colors that uh, that are associated 
not just with the elements in astrology, but with specific signs within those, those elements as well. And again, you kind of get a feel for it after a while. But, um, but you can also eventually learn a bit about, for instance, how to read an ephemeris, how to find out where, what sign the planets are, are in right now. Um, for instance, um, <clears throat> the moon moves through all of the signs in a month. The sun moves through all of the signs in a year. Mercury and Venus have their own timing, which is a little faster than the sun, but slower than the moon because they're, they're right between uh, the sun and earth. And then we get to, the, to some of the outer planets that can go a very long time. Pluto, for instance, takes um, almost 250 years to go around the entire zodiac. So if you're waiting for Pluto to get into Gemini, you're going to be waiting a long time <laughs> and probably fact, the next incarnation. But um, <clears throat> but if you start to learn what sign the planets are in and how they're doing, for instance, if you're looking to get a, a, a piece of writing well um, well accepted, you're you're sending it to an editor, for instance, then you might want to you might want to look and see where what what sign is Mercury in? Is Mercury in a sign that it's comfortable in, or in a sign where maybe it's not so comfortable? Is it retrograde? Or is, it, or is it direct? So again, little by little, you learn, well, this is what this planet means. And you can also learn it little by little because, you know, you, you can just go, well, all right, what planet is good for, for writing? You know, what, what planet can help me with, with writing here? And you can go uh, find a, a book and look it up and see, okay, exactly. Look it up and say, Okay, this um, you know this this planet Mercury sounds like it's something I should know a little more about, and then you can read a little more about Mercury, and you can look in the ephemeris and see where Mercury is and what it's up to, and and <clears throat> eventually you'll be doing what uh, astrologers call an election sometimes for your um, for your spells, if you want. In other words, you decide what you want what you want the planets to be doing in the sky when you do this spell, because you know, it will give you maximum support uh, from, from the astrological energies and you plan to do your spell in this specific time, because not only does, um, you know, the, the, we not only does an astrology chart have the planets in it and the signs, but also when, the earth itself turns and goes through the entire zodiac in a day. That's just the, the rotation of the earth. And the chart has, uh, an astrology chart has what is called the ascendant or the rising sign, which is the sign and the degree of that sign. There are 30 degrees in every sign. The sign and the degree of that sign that is rising on the eastern horizon at that particular moment. So when we astrologers do a birth chart for someone, this is why we always ask, what time were you born? And please be as exact as possible. Because the, the degree, the, the ascendant will move uh, one degree every four minutes. 
So we, we want to narrow that down because the ascendant is a very important part of, of an astrology chart. One of the things I really like about this um, Witch's Sun Sign series is the fact that uh, Evo delineates for every sign what, that, what it would mean to have that sign as your sun sign plus any of the 12 signs as your moon sign and any of the 12 signs as your rising sign. So you don't need to learn a lot of astrology for that. All you need to do is find out what time you were born, go to one of those really simple um, <clears throat> astrology sites that allows you to cast a chart for free. It'll cast your chart. It'll tell you what your rising sign is, tell you what your moon sign is. And then you can look that up in, in the book. This is not, this is, this is advanced astrology made easy, essentially. Oh. Um, yeah. Evo, Evo is a, is a fabulous astrologer. Um, he's also written a book called uh, astrology for witches, uh, practical astrology for witches and pagans. And he explains things like this very well, but he also delineates all of the signs very well. And in each one of the Witch's Sun Sign series, he delineates the sun sign with all of the different moon signs, possible moon signs you could have, and all of the different possible um, <clears throat> rising signs you could have. And this really helps understand, helps you understand you. I have been studying my own natal chart for over 50 years now, and it still helps me figure out, all right, well, I see that, that this, you know, that this part of me, essentially, um, is being pressured right now or is flowing easily right now. And so I can take advantage of this or I can work on on. Uh, improving myself in this way or in or in that way and as you learn more about yourself of course the better witch and magician you become right and in your practice and everything i love it and again you're just this short conversation so far gives me a 20 times better understanding than i've ever had because i would look at the chicken scratches and go this means nothing <laughs> me and nodes and percentages like this is math i i didn't do well in math so it <laughs> makes sense so now i'm sure like this aries book is written towards aries and something absolutely aries understand. and a, the libra book is probably written so that a libra is going to understand versa versa because he's coming from that perspective i like that a lot but you know <clears throat> if you have you may be a libra a libra but if you have an aries moon or aries rising you would also get a lot out of the Aries book because whatever sign your moon is in and whatever sign your ascendant, your rising sign is, that also plays a large part in your personal psychological makeup. And so learning more about that sign can be very helpful as, as well. Okay, that's good. That is good. I, I don't know my moon. I know I have the Sag rising. That's all I can remember. I'm a Libra with the Sag rising. That's all I know. Um, okay, I have a, though my computer's doing funny things, we will ignore that. Um, I, okay, going back to Mercury, you mentioned Mercury. Why does Mercury get all the rap? Is, you know, you don't hear so-and-so's anything other than Mercury. And I'm talking mundane world very much, not just our witchy world or a magical or spiritual world. The whole world, I mean, you look online, you look on everything. 
why is is mercury that important that it goes retrograde that often why we don't go oh god whatever else is going retrograde well yeah other planets do go retrograde and the astrologers will make a big deal out of it but <clears throat> mundane world. the whole mercury retrograde thing i would say that most astrologers at least most of us who have been doing this for a while would agree that that this mercury retrograde fear is vastly overblown in fact mercury retrograde can be extremely useful particularly if you want to redo anything um, in fact a, a lot of astrologers will myself included will say uh, when Mercury is retrograde, think about all the words that begin with re, redo, reconsider, re, re, uh, evaluate, whatever. That's a good, uh, Mercury retrograde is a good time to do that. Mercury retrograde can also be a really good time to do uh, some, some internal work. But I think, <clears throat> first of all, um, I, I have a friend, a very uh, powerful and well-educated magician, teacher, who thinks the Mercury, who, who just really gets aggravated with Mercury retrograde and, and, um, and says, never happens to me. And I said, well, you know, you're a very powerful, practiced magician. And if it did happen to you, I'd be, if, if all sorts of horrible things started happening to you while, while Mercury was retrograde, I'd be really surprised and suggest that maybe you aren't as good as you think you are. But in <laughs> fact, he is. So, you know, he can go, oh, well, um, <clears throat> stuff like that never happens to me. But I think one of the reasons that, that Mercury is so emphasized is because first of all it does go retrograde a lot it goes retrograde at least three three to four times a year for about uh, two to three weeks at a, about three weeks at a time so yeah but we also have such a connected technological society and that's what mercury rules so when the tech goes wrong you have problems i had another i have another uh, <clears throat> another friend who um is an entrepreneur and would always say no planets are going to boss me around I'm like, well, yeah no they, they don't boss me around either um <laughs> but but then she would and and then and she just dismissed the whole idea particularly of mercury retrograde and i would see her launch classes during mercury retrograde and i'd have to bite my tongue not to say anything when she had all these technical troubles you know and sometimes she would and sometimes she wouldn't because, you know, also it depends on the natal chart. Now, if, you know, if Mercury, while it is in its retrograde period, is making some aspects, and I should, I should stop here and say that the aspects between planets are geometrical relationships between the planets. So, for instance, the zodiac is a circle mm -hmm. and the planets are located within that circle. And at certain times, they are going to be in opposition to each other at opposite ends of the circle. Sometimes they're going to be in a square to each other or maybe a, a 120 degree angle. They have all of the angles that a circle would have. So I know that's enough math for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. okay. And so if Mercury, if, if Mercury were, where it is currently is making an aspect um, to one of the planets in your natal chart, then you're going to be feeling that particular Mercury retrograde 
a lot more than maybe some other people around you who may just be skating through it going, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that your computer just blew up, you know. But that's why astrologers always say, look, back up your computer before Mercury retrograde. Um, make sure that that you know that that you've done all of the that that all of your communication stuff is is in good shape. Make sure your virus protection is updated. All of this sort of thing, it just makes sense. You know, it, it's it's kind of like to me, astrology. Uh, you know, working with astrology is kind of like working with the weather. If you're a gardener, I'm not going to go out in a bikini in the middle of December to my garden and plant corn. That would just be stupid. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be wasting the corn and freezing my tail off. Um, <clears throat> but so I, I, I do know that when I see heavy weather coming in astrology, it, it can be really helpful to know what's going on. So you can batten down the hatches so you can know, well, this is probably not the best time to start this endeavor, or maybe I should wait a little while before I do this. On the other hand, astrologers are also very good at figuring out how to work around some of that bad weather. You know, put on a parka, go plant, you know, lettuce or something that's going to pop up as soon as the weather warms. So <clears throat> astrology is not, a lot of people think that astrology is determinative, that, that if, you know, if you have, uh, if you have a particular, um, aspect in your chart or your planets or in a particular sign or something like that, that, well, this means that. No, it doesn't. Because really, if you look at an astrology chart, you could be looking at the chart of a chicken. <laughs> you know? I mean, if a chicken hatched at the same time and place as you were born, well, that could be the chicken's chart. But it is the soul that drives the chart. It is the soul that has taken advantage of the the helpful parts of their chart as they have lived their life to to make the most of the energies that they were born with the 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 patterns of life that they were born with and those of us who believe in reincarnation uh, who believe in karma and stuff like that we we I personally, and I, I won't speak for anyone else, but I know that there are a lot of people who believe what I do. I personally believe that on a soul level, we choose our charts. We right. choose when we are going to be born. We decide I'm going to jump off the cloud in this time and place because this is what I want to focus on right now. And the sun sign, the sun sign is always a major focus for people. It is a, a major soul level focus for people. And oftentimes I will hear people say, well, I, I just don't relate to my sun sign at all. But often they don't really know the ins and outs of their sun sign. And if you talk to them a bit, um, <clears throat> you find out that, that uh, maybe they are a lot more like their sun sign than, than they think they are. And also that that they are, they probably have other aspects in their chart that may suppress or repress their ability to express their sun sign. But the sun sign is always a soul's purpose, to my way of thinking. 
So for instance, with you as, as, a, as a Libra, I would say that people and relationships and art are all sort of feel like a soul's purpose to you that yep. you that you understand the importance of diplomacy of being able to understand where other people are coming from and and be able to communicate well with them and that's you know my soul's purpose as an as an aries is about <clears throat> learning how to individuate how to make a stand in the world as uh, as an individual and not necessarily be um, manipulated by other people all the time to understand who I am as an individual. Now, this is because of things that lessons that my soul wants to learn. And it's not like, well, these are the lessons you're going to learn. Here's lesson number one, you know, check off the boxes kind of thing. No, you're kind of tossed into this an unbelievably creative world of time and space with, with, you know, a particular parentage, particular chart that, you know, gives you kind of your backpack for this journey. And, <clears throat> and when you, when you go into life, you have choices, you have free will. Astrology does not mean you do not have free will. You have a lot of free will. There are certain things that are probably more likely than not to occur in your life, but for the most part, you can take what you've got and run with it. Or, you know, some people are, are just like, don't know quite what to do with it. And, and that's where astrology and, and an astrologer can be very helpful. They can say, well, you know, why don't you, why don't you try going in this direction? Because society society can get a little heavy sometimes, you know, the, the, yeah. <laughs> the world that we live in um, can be too much with us late and soon as, as, uh, as Wordsworth said. And, and sometimes you need some help to, to get back on track, to get back on target, to understand, for instance, that, um, <clears throat> that it is not a bad thing to be an individual that it is not a bad thing to be someone who really loves people and loves to, to work with people. Um, <clears throat> that this is something that, that your soul needs to understand. Now, interestingly, and I go into this in the, in the book, the sign opposite your sign often has something to tell you. Because the and, and Aries and Libra are opposite each other. You know, you've got you've got a circle, okay? Okay. And so you've got uh, it's like slices of pie. Two slices of pie are going to be opposite each other. So, so Aries and Libra are opposite each other, and we all have things to learn. As an Aries, I have had to learn how to be more tactful, how to be more attentive to other people's feelings, how to read people better. And I would bet that you have had to learn about how to stand up for yourself sometimes, how to not let other people push you around. So, and we I all have, <laughs> yeah. and yet, you know, this, and so this is all, this, these are lessons that we as two opposite signs can learn from each other. 
Oh my God, this is so fast. You've given me in just this, like what, 30 something minutes, a better understanding of astrology and how I could use it than I have ever, ever had. Um, so uh, before we go, tell people where they can find you. You are a professional astrologer and reader. So tell people where they can follow you, find you, hire you, get your books and your other books. You're my new favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Patty. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you as well. So, um, yeah. So anyway, the, the place to start to find me is my website, uh, uraniaswell.com, U-R-A-N-I-A-S-W-E-L-L.com. And there's a contact form there. But I also write a blog and I usually and the blog is on my website. And so you might want to sign up for my mailing list so that you will get um get a, an email when I have uh, something posted that I think might be of interest to, to my people. I don't um, send out like daily or weekly emails or anything like that. I usually send out one email a month, if that. So, it, But my blog is also, all my blog posts are on my website, so you can go there. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter and threads and Spoutable and um all over the place usually as urani as well sometimes it's diatima mantinea but usually as urani as well okay well i'm going to sign up for your newsletter i'm going to Great. follow you and i hope everybody listening does too and all you aries out there or opposite libra opposite check out aries witch and there is one for every sun sign this is diatina so um diatima thank you for bringing truly your magic to the witching hour We'll, well have to thank have you for having me. more questions and answers. Um, but you guys, check out the cutest little book. So thanks. Thank you. Bye bye.